Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Today's episode is brought to you by TechSite Builder. TechSite Builder is a hosted website builder that allows you to quickly and easily get a clean and professional website up and running for your computer or tech-focused business. Save time and frustration with TechSite Builder. Learn more at TechSiteBuilder.com. And it's brought to you by the DC Unconvention 2017, the second annual conference for IT business owners. Learn from fellow techs and owners. Get business strategies that work in the real world and discover new tech. Learn more at unconvention.io. On today's episode, we're going to talk with PPC expert Rachel Logan about Google and Bing ads. We learn which platform is best, how to pick the most effective keywords, and how to tell if your ads are working, plus a lot more. Also, Paco restarts his PPC campaign, and I share a ninja tip for creating Facebook ad audiences. All that and so much more is coming up right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Computer Business Marketing Show. If you own or work in an IT services business, this is the place to be to learn how to get more clients, keep them happy, and grow your revenue. You can watch, download, or subscribe to all show episodes at computerbusinessmarketing.com. You can also catch our live stream on Facebook right now, which is every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just be sure to like the TechSite Builder Facebook page, click the following tab, and then click See First so that the live stream will jump to the top of your feed. Awesome, guys. Welcome to this episode of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Uh, We're excited to have a guest today. We're going to be talking about PPC. That's pay-per-click. So we're going to be talking about advertising online, specifically Google AdWords and Bing ads uh, and that kind of thing. How do you know, you know, should you advertise on both? Should you advertise on one? And we'll just kind of talk about best practices and that sort of thing. Before we jump into that, though, I want to introduce, uh, as always, my co-host, Paco LeBron. How are you doing, Paco? Hello, everybody. I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, the the weather is has been nice. Uh, it's It's summer, but it's not super hot yet. Or is it officially summer yet? Summer, June 21st, 2nd? Oh, okay, so I'm really, yeah. I'm kind of jumping the gun here. I guess I'm <laughs> wanting it. To, <laughs> I want it to be summer. It's time for summer. I'm ready. It's, it's definitely warmer weather. We'll, give, we'll yes. go with that. Yes. All right, so uh, what's been going on in your world since last time? A uh, bunch of stuff. So I am, so basically, as everyone knows, I'm part of a nonprofit board um, for young professionals, so I am. We are actually kicking off our summer event, which is June twenty second. Um, so we're w- working through all that. Uh, we hit a couple snags, so currently dealing with all that fun stuff in event planning. Um, also took took over some um, infrastructure support for a couple people, and which come to mind where I've realized I don't really have a formal support structure. Um, even though I have the email and, you know, everyone emails this generic email and it creates a ticket and, you know, I got all my canned responses, but I don't really have a workflow created. So I've noticed that a lot of these people that I know very well from colleagues and stuff like that, they have my personal email or not really my personal email, but my direct email outside of the support email. So I'll get emails of issues and text messages and calls and, you know, to myself and things like that. So I'm now restructuring everything, formalizing a support uh, 
process. So when I do get those cli- uh, a couple more business clients and as I grow my clientele, there's now a pipeline, a flow, a funnel that will allow for the proper support in a timely manner and organized fashion. So yes. got that going on. And then, um, so this past Sunday, I actually had a, or no, Saturday, I think it was, I had a heart to heart with uh, our good friend, Jeff Hallish over at the Podnuts Network. Um, things have been getting a little slow and I've been trying to figure out how to gain more customers into my business, uh, residential customers. So basically people coming to my office to have their devices repaired. I have a good location, generates uh, pretty good money, but I want to you know, step it up and start scaling out. And through some research, um, we come to find out that the zip code that I get organic traffic from is a technically a business district that only has 3,000 people in that zip code. Whereas the zip code for the West Loop, the majority of the one, which is my zip code is 60606, which is a horrible zip code. Um, they, the real one is 60, or the real West Loop one is 60607. So when anybody types in computer repair 60607, I don't come up on that list, number one, as an organic reach. Um, and we just came to find out that, you know what, in order for it to really get the customers that I want, I got to restart my pay-per-click campaigns. So I restarted my Google AdWords um, in that particular zip code, or actually we did a radius um, to start grabbing more people and uh, also generated uh, Facebook ads to bring traffic into my website because I have a Facebook pixel installed, but because of the lack of traffic, I couldn't really create many custom or lookalike audiences off of the pixel alone. So I'm taking uh, Robert's advice from our last episode. Last episode was that four or was that three? I think it was three. Oh, it was three. Okay. Yep, so on episode three, where basically to allow us to gain a lot of traffic of people who are visiting our site and basically funneling money through that way, and then also hoping to create a lookalike or custom audience from our fire our uh, Facebook pixel and start creating those ads uh, organically or not organically, but into the tailored audiences that we kind of build. Yeah, that's a, I've been playing around with that too. That's a really powerful feature in Facebook to, uh, to be able to create those audiences through different methods, uh, including just people who visit your website. Um, yep. And so that's, that's going to be cool. Well, th- that's definitely a good idea to start firing that up again. And uh, the, the ads that is to get folks from different areas uh, who might not find your business organically um, that's definitely important. And we'll, we'll jump more into that in the feature topic as well, talking about how to do that and why that's important and the different platforms you can do that on. Um, also, I was going to just give you a quick tip for your emails. Um, what I've, what some people I know have done uh, who keep getting customers or friends or whoever that's requesting support to their personal email is sometimes you can um, put in uh, just in like your signature block uh, you can have a, a link saying if you need, you know, if you need support, please make sure to, you know, go to this uh, email address, um, and then that way every time you respond to them, they'll see that there, and that'll be a reminder. Um, also, uh, you can do an autoresponder. Um, that that might work. You know, that could that might end up going to other people. You don't necessarily need it to go to also, but true. But at the same time, also it could. Um, that actually is a good idea because we can always send them. Uh our link to create a ticket in our system if they need yeah. a support system too, or the yeah. website to create a ticket. So yeah, something. 
So I'll work with you later on on my tech site builder website for uh, working that out. (laughs) There you go. Awesome. No problem. Cool. Uh, So let's see what's going on with me. Um, I talked uh, last week about uh, having um, basically three big proposals uh, that I sent out from clients that kind of fell into my lap all at the same time. And all three of those proposals were accepted. Uh, So now I have three big projects that are kicking off all at the same time. So that's going to be a fun juggling balancing act. I'm going to be utilizing uh, my uh, virtual assistant a lot. Um, I might need to bring on some other help to take care of some of the some of the stuff to make sure these get done on time. But it's a good problem to have, right? Uh, yep. Too much work rather than not enough work. So that's going to be fun. Um, also, uh, speaking of your uh, building an audience in Facebook, I've also been building an audience for TechSite Builder. Um, I've had my uh, assistant, whenever she doesn't have any anything else to do, so basically uh, the way it works is I have a virtual assistant that works for me four hours a day, Monday through Friday, and, uh, and that's kind of a fixed schedule. So sometimes, you know, if there's not a lot going on, there's, there's times when she doesn't really have much to do. So in those times, I have this task that I just have her fall back on. So if everything's done, then she'll fall back to doing this task when there's nothing else to do. And that task is to basically just go into Google, type computer repair, and then a city. And she'll do that for, you know, across the nation, basically. And basically what we're doing is we're trying to build a list of all the uh, websites for computer repair shops in the country. And uh, she'll go to Google, type in, you know, computer repair Chicago, for example, and she'll put in a spreadsheet, the top 10 results that come up, the top 10 businesses, basically. And we get, we capture address, uh, all the information we can get from the website, address, email, um, social media accounts, uh, name of the, of the owner, if it's there. And we're compiling all of that. Uh, she's been working on that for quite a while now. And we have a list of about a thousand businesses now. Um, so what I've done is I've taken that list and put it into Facebook to create a custom audience. Um, and what you can do in Facebook in the business manager is you can upload like a spreadsheet um, and it tells you what information it, it looks, it, it wants, you know, email address, name, address, zip code, a bunch of different information. And the more information you can give it for the, the list that you feed into it, the more likely it's going to find a matching Facebook user for that particular person. So I, for example, I fed it a list of a thousand um, people, quote unquote, really businesses, but, but people, and it returned uh, 700 matches. So that's, you know, 70% return. I'd say that's pretty good. Um, so now I have an audience of 700 people that I can then start, um, you know, showing ads to. And these are my target uh, market for TechSite Builder, computer shop business owners, computer repair business owners, MSPs, smaller shops, stuff like that. Folks who, uh, who advertise computer repair as their, basically their main um, service. So uh, that's something everyone can do, right? That's something you can do in Facebook. Uh, or if you have, first of all, if you have an assistant, or you can hire someone off Upwork, or you know someone like that to do data entry, and basically you say, hey, you know, spend an hour a day or whatever go, going through Google and looking for your ideal client, whatever that might be. So if it's you know the local area businesses, then have your VA compile a list of your local businesses. Um, you can say what kind of businesses you're looking for, like dentist offices, doctor's offices, or maybe like restaurants or 
you know, whatever. And you can just have the assistant work on building a list manually of all that stuff. Cause really that's the, the best way to do it. Cause there's some intelligence that inv- that's involved. You can't just scrape websites for this information because you have to, you know, maybe look around at different pages, look at the contact page. Maybe it's not there. Look at the about page. Maybe it's not there to find all this information, the address, the name of the business owner, uh, the type of business they're in, stuff like that. Compile that all into a spreadsheet, feed it into Google. And there you have a list of your ideal clients that you can start targeting ads to. So I'm going to start doing that with TechSite Builder, see how it goes, and I will report back. Uh, Speaking of, actually we didn't, but uh, I'm going to transition into (laughs) speaking of the podcast. Uh, So I appreciate you guys who are listening to this live, the guys, the folks who, the guys and gals who show up uh, to watch the podcast and the video live on Facebook. Um, But uh, if you're not able to catch it live, uh, or if you're not able to catch it in Facebook, we now have finally gotten the podcast um, up and running on uh, the subscription platforms. So iTunes, Google Play, even YouTube, if you want to watch the videos, it's all there. So that's like the, the nicely produced, you know, good quality podcast version of the Computer Business Marketing Show is now available on your favorite platforms. So definitely check that out. Uh, especially iTunes. If you're an iTunes user, go over there. Please subscribe and rate the show. Leave us a some feedback. Leave us a review. Uh, we want to try to get the podcast on the new and noteworthy section of iTunes. Um, and usually that happens if it gets a lot of you know downloads and reviews um, in the first few weeks of it being available. So we want to kind of get get that happening now, so we can get found by uh, lots of people, and then uh, we can become rich and famous. No, <laughs> we can uh, uh, help more computer business owners out there. I like the sound of that. <laughs> um, if you're getting into podcasting to be rich and famous, you're probably going about it the wrong way. Uh, Matt, see you later. Okay. <laughs> kidding, kidding. All the jokes. rich and famous people, the rich and famous podcasters were most likely rich and famous before they became podcasters is what, uh, is, is what I've heard. Um, so yep, definitely check that out on iTunes or your favorite pod catcher. Just wanted to also mention that, uh, the, the computer business marketing Facebook group is out there and, uh, we have a lot of good discussions on there. Uh, so head on over to Facebook, type in computer business marketing and uh, join the group. Uh, every day we have a daily topic that we talk about. Uh, for example, today's topic is, uh, if you've uh, won any local awards or recognitions, so we're talking about, you know, um, maybe you have a local newspaper that's that's um, uh, that's highlighted you. Someone mentioned that they were Angie's List Super Service Award winner for four years in a row, and I was curious about what that means exactly. Uh, does that mean you know you got a lot of good reviews, or does that mean you you paid Angie's List, or does do they do that? Uh, is there only one person that wins that? How does that work? So if you're curious about that, uh, check out that topic in the marketing group. So one side note on that, because I know Jeff Hallish is super busy with everything that he does, but I do want to give him kudos to an award that he did receive. And he's going to hate me for putting exposure on him there, but that's what friends do. Um, He recently was awarded on expertise.com as one as the top 20 best computer repair services in Detroit for 2017. So Congratulations to Jeff Hallish over at TechNut PC, also the host of the PodNuts Network. Um, you can check that out over at expertise.com. 
uh, type in for uh, Michigan and Detroit, and you'll be able to see those top 20, which he is. He made that list as well. Yeah, uh, there you go. Awesome. It's good to uh, have someone you know be recognized for something. Um, and that's, you know, that just happens from doing good work, taking care of your clients, um, taking care of what you need to take care of. Make sure you, you have people review your, your business. So if they have a pleasant experience, let them know about your Google page. Let them know about your Facebook page. Say, hey, if you had a good experience, we would love to get uh, a review from you. Uh, and it's just kind of a, a spread the love kind of thing. And it helps you out. It helps you get recognized. Um, might even help you win an award. So definitely worth it. Also, something that's uh, been uh, we've been chatting about in the uh, marketing group over there is the uh, looks like Google My Business is rolling out a new feature that allows people to message you straight from your Google listing, um, and that's really important. I mean, that's uh, if they're searching on their phone for a computer repair shop, and yours comes up, and there's a little message box, you know, button there, they can just click that to talk with you straight away. That's a great way to capture someone right at the beginning when they're first interested in your service. Um, it looks like they're rolling that out slowly. So not everybody has that feature. Uh, Paco, is that, have you looked into that? Is that something you need to like enable or turn on or does it just show up? From my understanding, you need to enable it. Um, when I looked on my settings, I didn't have that rolled out on my side as of yet, but I know a couple from the group have uh, had it rolled out. And my understanding is that there's going to be, when you go log into your um, portal and when you click on the three hamburger, the hamburger menu, which is the three lines, when that shifts over, there will be a section that says messaging. And my understanding is that you'll have to enable it from there once it becomes available. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. So that's something to keep an eye out for and definitely something you should look into enabling once it is available to you. Um, and again, we, we chat about all that stuff in the computer business marketing group. So we'd love to see you there if you're not there already. All right, guys, uh, we're going to jump into the featured topic here shortly. But first, I just want to give a shout out to our first sponsor, and that is TechSite Builder. TechSite Builder is the place you can go to get a computer business website up and running. Uh, it, it is the place to go to get uh, an effective website, a clean website, a professional website. So if your website is looks like it's stuck in the 90s, and there, I know there's some of you that are guilty of that, whether you want to admit it or not, <laughs> your, your website has uh, some to be desired. And I know it's one of those things that sometimes you you put off or it's not your highest priority, something you just kind of got out there when you first started your business and you haven't given it much thought. Well, hopefully, as you listen to the show, you realize that your website is a key piece of your overall business marketing. It's a place that more and more people are going to not only search for the services you provide, but also research your business once they've heard of it. So they might have met you at a networking event or seen your car driving around with your, um, you know, your, your business on the side or heard about you from a friend. They're going to log on and, and do some research, do some spying, see if they can uh, get some info about your business. And the first place they're going to look is your website. Does it look like this IT person who should know about computers has a decent website that's kept up to date, that looks like it belongs in the, you know, the, this century? Um, and if so, uh, if you're struggling with that, if you just don't have time to focus on your, your website, check out TechSite Builder at techsitebuilder.com. We make it super easy. And that's really the key. We wanted to make it fast and easy. So within an hour of signing up, you can have a functional, good looking website up and running for your business. And it's all the features, um, everything there is focused 
and tailored specifically for computer businesses. So you have everything you need to, um, to have a good face for your business on the internet. So again, check it out, techsitebuilder.com. All right, guys, uh, let's jump into the featured topic today. I'm really excited to have uh, a guest today. Her name is Rachel Logan, and she is a PPC marketing expert, and she's going to help us decode the mysterious world of PPC. How you doing, Rachel? Good, thanks. Good. Uh, thanks for being on the show. So uh, as we do uh, often with our guests, we like to just kind of help people get to know them a little bit. So if you can kind of give us uh, a, a bit of a look at your background and you know how you got involved in this uh, industry um, and what you're doing these days. Sure. So um, I've been in sales and marketing for about 12 years, working on and off with other companies, but mostly with my own businesses. Um, a few years ago, we had a friend who was working for a, um, a remote support company, and they did only remote support. And uh, I, I'm not sure that they were 100% ethical in the people they sold to and what they sold. So he mm. was uncomfortable continuing with that job. And I said, you know what? That's a great idea, though. Let's work on that. So I jumped into that industry and we got into this into the tech industry. And we have friends that have repaired computers. And we learned a lot about compu basic computer repair um, and used PPC exclusively to drive business. And it was incredibly profitable. And we learned a ton about the tech market and how that is so different and unique from, from other markets. So from there, I've worked on other PPC projects for other companies and other projects that I worked on. Um, but that was where we started. Oh, cool. So yeah. Um, so you mentioned like some of the unique uh, things about the, uh, you know, tech businesses in PPC. What, what are some of the kind of the unique challenges that we as uh, tech businesses face in that particular uh, form of marketing? I think there's a couple. The first is going to be language. Uh, the way that we talk to each other and that we talk about our products and our services is different than the way our target audiences talk about it. And so when they are going to type something into their computer, if their computer's working, <laughs> if they're going to type something in there, it's going to be different than what we say. So if we're looking for, um, say we're, we're trying to set up a PPC campaign to cover virus removal or malware removal or something easy like that. We're going to use the word malware. The person who's searching is not going to use that word. They don't know that word. They don't know what it means. So you've just lost out on an entire market. And the people who see that ad and potentially click on that ad might be competitors or other people who know what they're doing, and you're just going to waste money. So the trick is knowing how your customers talk. Um, and so the second one is going to be which platform you use. Um, we as techs tend to gravitate more towards Google. Um, we get better results, know how to work around it a little bit better and Bing kind of put, gets put off to the side. But when you're dealing with customers who just got a brand new computer and don't know how to set it up, or maybe they have had their computer for a while but don't make any changes other than downloading all the new forms of Solitaire and they've downloaded a bunch of malware and you're trying to help them with that, they're probably searching on Bing. And so it's worth to worth a while picking that up because it, it um, shows up in their in their browsers automatically. So, uh, what are some of the key differences between other than um, how you know what they are? I mean, Bing is obviously Microsoft search engine. Google is Google. Um, what are what are some of the key differences? Maybe in the back end, or maybe how it works, or maybe there is no differences between Google and Bing ads. There are very few differences in the back end. They operate pretty much the same, and you can pull 
AdWords campaigns over to Bing and you can pull Bing campaigns over to AdWords um, with minimal um, needing to kind of correct little things that come over. Uh, the biggest difference is cost. Bing has always been cheaper. Um, and that's, you know, I say that anything that I say about PPC is always in general because it, it is all over the place. There's no way to say this is this is an actual rule. It's going to depend on your business and what you're marketing for. Um, but in general, Bing is incredibly cheap compared to AdWords. So if you can get a good campaign going on Bing, you could potentially have a much higher ROI there. Yeah, and there's less competition there, presumably, as well. Right. Um, you mentioned earlier uh, that you need to uh, focus on or think about how your customers talk. Well, what does that mean exactly? And how, how can you figure that out? Or what are some good ways to um, translate that into the ads that you create? Sure. So I don't know if this is a familiar experience for anybody, but you you have someone come into your storefront, you're talking to someone, um, a customer or a potential customer, and they start trying to describe what they're seeing on their computer or what's happening. And you have to interpret that into language that you and your technicians are going to understand, right? Mm -hmm. And the trick is when you're using language and PPC, you want to use the words that they're giving you, even if they don't make sense, because that's what people are using to describe their problem. So if they have some weird black screen or they have a weird black box in the corner or if they have, you know, they're not going to say I have toolbars. They're just going to say the top part of my screen seems to be bigger than it used to be. You know, they don't <laughs> they don't realize they've downloaded all these horrible toolbars. But you know, those are things that you you then have to translate into your own business. But when you're advertising to them, you want to use their language, what they're doing. So it makes sense to pay attention to the way that your customers describe their problems whatever those are, whether they're business customers or residential customers, pay attention to the way that they describe their problems and then build campaigns off of those words. Now, is there a different type of demographics that would use, let's say, Google search versus Bing uh, search? Because my understanding, Bing also ties into Yahoo and AOL. Is that true or? Yes. Yeah. And um, yeah, they all have search partners. Google's got search partners and Bing does as well. Um, the, the difference is usually how much they finagle with their computers. Okay. If they if they do anything to customize their computer, they're most likely going to be using Google. Um, that's just what people tend to do. If they don't, they'll probably use Bing. So it, it goes back to what your target audience is. Um, and what's interesting there with is that your target audience is going to be this, this uh, individualized mix of what your available market is and what your desired market is. So your available market is anybody that you can provide services to, but you don't necessarily want to provide services to all of those people. Um, there's that whole 80-20 rule, that 80% of the effects come from 20% of the cause and 80% and of your problems in your business are gonna come from 20% of your customers. Mm -hmm. So you gotta find a way to kind of maybe not market to those people that you just don't have the time to deal with them. Um, and then you have your desired market, which is gonna be the really easy, um, not time consuming fixes, but the ones that cost more that you are able to, to drive more profit on. Um, and those are obviously more desirable because you spend less time on them. You're able to bring in more profit off of those, but you can't base your business just on that alone. Um, or at least most people can't. So your target audience is going to be that mix, that healthy mix between your available market and your desired market. Um, and so then once you know and understand that, you'll know how much you should put into Bing and how much you should put into Google based on what they search. And depending on your business, I mean, if you have a business where you're bringing computers into your store and you're looking at their computers, take a look at what browser they're using. Take note of it. <laughs> so you're there using you Bing. Most of my customers are using Bing. I'm going to advertise on Bing. Um, 
those are all things that you can find out. Yeah. Cool. So you, uh, so let's kind of walk through this as like, say I'm, you know, I want to get started with one of these platforms. So kind of the first thing we're doing is we're deciding what, what our, who our target market is, um, that that's going to help us choose a, an initial platform. We choose the platform and now we want to figure out what services we want to advertise. Um, is there, is there a strategy around, um, you know, choosing, are we going to advertise antivirus versus computer repair versus hardware? Um, how do we choose what to, you know, focus on? Sure. You want to choose the one that you feel most comfortable with. So whatever you feel like is your strong suit, start with that one because you will have a better, um, you'll be better able to gauge what kind of customers are coming in. You'll know exactly what you're looking for. Um, if you're good at everything, then just pick one. But I do suggest picking one to start with to get a feel for how building those ad groups are going to go. Um, and then you work on the language that you want to use in your ads. Should we take into consideration the um, the popularity of of those searches? So if we if we offer you know um, I don't know vacuum tube radio repair, <laughs> there might be two people in the entire world that care about that. Um, I would assume we'd want to kind of do some I don't know keyword research or something to figure out how popular that particular service is. Um, yeah, well, I mean, you're going to know if your service if your profit is driven off of those individualized services, then you'll be able to market specifically for those words because you know what customers you're looking for. Um, gotcha. For the larger ones, I mean, if you're doing antivirus or, or malware move or basic computer repair, you're going to want to stick with, you know, a, a broader. For example, with our um, with our malware removal, we actually, one of the, the ones that drove the most business for us was fix my email. And the reason why is because they'd get so much malware on there, would clog everything up and they wouldn't be able to input their passwords to get into their email. They were just looking for their email. So we had a ton of people and we'd get on their systems and be like, okay, you know, for half of them, we'd help them out, show them where the little get my password link is. We wouldn't charge them anything. But for others, we're like, your computer's really about to break. <laughs> you need <laughs> you need help. <laughs> and for them, we'd be, be able to sell them a service. So, um, yeah, you just, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to. So quick question for you. So I know that. So there's there's two things we're, we're got to look at when doing pay per click. There's the keywords, which uh, I imagine that's what you meant by fix my email is the keywords for the search. Um, and then there's the ad copy, which is basically what displays for that ad um, for those like myself um, that really is hard to kind of think outside of our own box because we're around our terms. We're around, we talk to our customers. I mean, we use analogies to try and get the message across. What would you say is the best tools or best way for someone to help with their ad copy? Is it using a service out there to search others and see what the competitors are doing? Or is it something that you enlist in a third-party service to redo that ad copy because maybe the customer or the computer business owner doesn't feel comfortable um, with typing that type of ad copy and want, is worried about risking um, the money that's going to be used on not efficient ad copy? Right. Great question. So um, the first one, as far as looking at competitors, you don't know what their ROI is on that. And there's a lot of companies that will blow a lot of money just to put their name at the top because they want the branding, right? Okay. So there's two different reasons why people will use AdWords or any ads. It's for branding, it's for getting their name out there, or it's to actually produce profit for ROI. And there's no way of knowing what that company is running. So there'll be times that I'll, you know, I'll go into the market and I'll be like, look, I just can't compete with these guys. 
they're not making any money on this. They're doing this just because they want their name at the top and you won't be able to win that. So you got to find a way around it, right? Um, so, so looking at our companies doesn't always work. Um, and then for, um, what was the other one you mentioned? What was the second one? Uh, essentially, should you, I, uh, are there any tools or should you oh, right. uh, outsource it to get a, the right type of ad copy to generate some type of good traction? Right. So here's another uh, place where the tech industry is different than other industries. Um, in other industries, when they jump into PPC, they often do not have the skills, the technical skills to navigate um, AdWords and Bing. So they need that extra help. Um, and in the in the tech industry, it's usually you don't have enough time to do it, not that you don't have enough skills to do it, right? So um, if you can do it yourself, you're always going to do better. And and the reason why, the biggest reason why that is important is because in the tech industry, you're, you can't have someone else come in who does not know what you do and doesn't know your markets and doesn't know your, your uh, specific, specific subset of customers and for them to be able to pull out the keywords and the ad copy that you want. Um, you're really the only one that's going to know that or your technicians or, you know, whoever's working for you and dealing with the customers are the only ones that are going to know that. Um, so it's really the, the single most important thing that you can do to, to grab keywords. And I should say your keywords and your ad copy need to be the same. Your keywords should be in your ad copy. Um, that's important for relevance and it's important for your quality score, which is something that both being and uh, AdWords use to give you more space. Um, you want your quality score to be high. So you want those keywords and the ad copy to match. Um, and then what you need to do is just listen to your customers, listen to the way they describe their problems. You know, before you start trying to interpret what they're saying, make a little note of the words they're using, like literally keep a pad of paper <laughs> around for when you're talking to your customers. And when they say something and you have, you think I have to try and interpret that into my industry language, write it down on a piece of paper, make that a keyword and then build an ad around it. Perfect. And I think that's a really good thing to point out. And especially something that probably all of us can do is look at all our old work orders that we had our customers fill out. They're describing their issues on those work orders. So that's probably something in there to see a common theme on whatever service you want to advertise for. You can try and pick out some keywords from there because it's their own words. Um, if you're having your customer fill out those work orders. Exactly. And that's, and that's what you have to think about with PPC is that they're coming to it with the way that they're describing it, what they put in their computer is their words. So if you're marketing to industry standard words, you won't get the customers that you want. So um, so we've got our, our keywords, we've got our ad copy, we start running ads. Um, this is where a lot of people run into to issues and have questions is how much should they be spending? And then how do you know if your ad is effective? And when do you know to, to cut it off if it's not working? Okay, so you need to know, um, you need to have enough data both AdWords and Bing has to have a certain amount of clicks and a certain amount of traffic on those before they can even give you data. So you have to spend a certain amount of money to be able to pull that data. Uh, once you have that, if you're making money, if you're only, let's say for every $100 you spend, you're only making a dollar, but you're making money, it's worth doing it, right? If you have the time to take those customers. So as long as you're positive, it's worth doing. Um, put as much money into it as you possibly can because it's not going to, um, it's not going to dip negative just by putting more money into it. You're just going to make more money. But you but you have to make sure that you're paying attention to those ads because they can go from positive to negative in an hour. And so you have to watch it. You know, so it's wise to keep an eye on it at least every week. Make sure you get in there and you're checking your numbers again to, to see how things are going. 
Um, and you can generally tell with, with tags and trackers um, who's putting things in, especially if your ads are driving um, customers to a landing page. You can tell which customers you've gotten from those, and you can generally pull out some good numbers on that. Okay, perfect. Yeah, because that, that was going to be my next question is what are some of the most effective ways that you found of tracking the effectiveness of the ads? Is it landing pages? Is it custom phone numbers, tags? What are what are some of the tricks there? Yeah, both of those are great. Uh, landing pages are great. A lot of people, um, if they're putting their information online, that means they've already decided that they want to see if they can find an easy solution online. So when you give them an opportunity to do an online chat with you, they will jump on that because they don't have to call you and they can get a hold of you right away, right? It's, that, right? it's like you were talking earlier about the Google Messenger, right? If they can just get to you really quickly without actually having to talk to you on the phone, that's where our society is going. <laughs> that's awesome. I, 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 will agree, I will agree with you on that because I have noticed that I do get a better ROI or turnaround in customers coming in when I have my chat module enabled and having the autoresponder to pop up and say, hey, if there's anything we can help you out with, let us know versus me having it disabled and just leaving it off for them to just call us or hit that contact us to uh, send a message. Right, exactly. Uh, we're kind of an instant gratification society. So whatever you can do to get them to you the quickest is the best. Um, dedicated phone numbers work. Trackers work on your website, on those landing pages. Um, and honestly, old school, just asking people, how'd you find us? People are willing to answer that question too. Mm. And that's a good one. Nice. Uh, yeah, great. Um any advice for um, uh, how to structure your landing pages? Is that something you've gotten into as far as the information that should be on there um, and how much or how little you should uh, divulge on, on that specific landing page? So your landing pages need to match your ad copy as well, as much as possible. So you could potentially have tens, you know, even upwards of, of 50 different landing pages, um, depending on how crazy you want to get. But you need the words on your landing page above the fold to match your ad copy. Um, as as best possible. You're going to get a better quality score that way. Um, also, if you have any sort of uh, form or anything, you want to make sure all of that is also above the fold. People don't want to scroll. Um, for landing pages as well, try to use, uh, when you're building them, try to use a, either a company or a um, some sort of system that will allow it to load quickly. Um, anything over, I don't know, what I think what we've seen is anything over about two seconds, they'll click off, they'll find someone else. So you need to make sure your pages are, are uh, loading quickly as well. That's really important. But as long as it's on above the fold, people don't want to scroll and it loads quickly and it matches your ad copy, you've got a pretty good landing page. So like no videos or huge images that are going to take a long time to load. Right. And right. it's all distracting. They're not going to watch it. They want a quick answer. Right. That's why they're looking it on their computer and not somewhere else because they want a quick answer. Makes sense. Cool. Uh, so we, we got a question in the uh, Facebook group uh, or under the video on Facebook. Uh, Roland asked about if you had any advice for micro markets, markets where there's like a 20K population or less. Sure. So for that, it's when you're running a nationwide campaign for something like remote support, it's more difficult to pull out keywords because you don't know what people are going to call it in New York versus what they're going to call it in L.A. The great thing about micro markets is that you do know what they're going to say. Uh, you most likely live there, you know how people talk there, and you're able to talk, target those keywords. So all the same principles are going to apply, but you'll probably have better results because you'll be able to target it and drill it down even further. Nice. So that's uh, that's actually a good situation to be in, it sounds like. Yes. Cool. And less competition usually as well. Cool. Uh, also, I wanted to touch on um, something that you've mentioned before. Uh, we were uh, a guest on... Um, 
the IT Jetpack um, podcast a year or so ago, and on there you you mentioned um, some different uh, different names uh, of cool names of how to remember different types of buyer personas and the different types of personalities that are out there that might be looking for your particular services. If you can kind of touch on that and how to maybe appeal to each of these different personas when you're creating your ads. Sure. So it's called the Bolt system and you can actually look it up, um, but it's it's really cool. And we use it in all different types of sales and marketing in all industries. Uh, basically, there's four different buyer personalities. You have the bull and the bull is someone who's very strong willed and knows what he wants and isn't going to really listen to you very well, but he can be appealed to very easily by asking them for help. Um, so if you say, Hey, help me out here and fill this out or help me out and let me, you know, look at this for a minute or something like that, that, that appeals to them. This idea that they're going to somehow help you, uh, appeals to them. So when you, when you see a bull, and they usually, you know, they sit up really tall and they act really big and um, they they tend to be loud. You know, they, they want to kind of be the, the, well, the bull in the room. Um, the, you know exactly kind of how to handle them. And that's you want to take the back seat. Let them be the bull. Don't try to match them. Don't try to go head to head with them. Let them think they're helping you and you can sell them. <laughs> um, the second one is the owl. Um, and owls are very common in our industry. Uh, they are analytical. They want numbers. They want to make sure that everything makes sense. So if you're going to give them a certain number of hours of work and for a certain amount, they want to see all those numbers and make sure that it fits into their their idea of what's going on. So owls will tend tend to ask a lot of questions about the details. They want to know what you're doing and why you're doing it. And if you can give them that information um, precisely, if you can give them exactly what they're looking for and do it quickly, you'll sell them because they'll like you (laughs) because they will think you are like them and you most likely are because we're kind of all else. Um, uh, then you have lambs. Lambs are going to be the softer spoken. I don't know what went wrong. Um, they're the ones that are like, I don't know what all these things are at the top of my screen. They weren't there yesterday. They just, they really kind of don't know which way is up and they're looking for someone to help them. Um, they don't want you to ask them questions. They want to be told what to do. So you just have to say, hey, this is what you need to do. I'm going to take care of you. Don't worry about it. And they're happy. Okay. Um, that's great if your target market is that residential, you know, older customers that, you know, aren't, aren't super into what their computers are doing. They just need help. They just really want to be told what to do. They don't even really care what it costs most of the time. They're just fix it. Don't tell me details. Just tell me you'll take care of me. Uh, so that's, those are the lambs. The last one is the tigers and the tigers just love to have fun. They're the ones that are are happy and bubbly and they'll come in and just laugh and joke with you and and have a great time. And and they're the ones that want you to match that. So tigers want you to match that personality. They want you to they want you to be happy and fun and be like, cool, we're going to fix your computer. This is going to be awesome. You know, and it, and it may seem a little a little out of place for you if that's not your personality, but they like that. And if they think they're going to have fun with you, you can sell to them. <laughs> right. So, nice. so those are the four main personalities. And you can like I said, you can look that up. Bolt, it's called Bolt. Um, for rules and so on. So that's right. That. So is that, um, that's very cool. And I, I love, um, the, uh, the, the animals <laughs> that associate with it. it makes it easy to remember. Um, so, you know, how would we, how would you recommend us utilizing those different personalities in our ads? Should we target our ads to try to hit on, uh, all of those, or should we like figure out who we want to, who we prefer to target and just focus on them? 
Yeah, both. So yeah. you can start by understanding which customers are using what words, right? So bulls will tend to be a little bit pushy with the way they describe their problems. So if you're going to create ad copy based on those keywords, you want to say something like, let us, let us, um, well, I don't know if you want to, you want to stay away from let us help you or anything like that. You don't want to say that at all. You don't want to say, let us help you at all. But you mm -hmm. know, that's normal, typical ad copy and it's great for a lamb. So if you have a lamb on there that's describing things, you can say, you know, let us help you. We'll take care of all your problems, those sorts of things. Bulls don't like that. So you have to be a little bit more creative and just tell them what, what, uh, what they need and what you need from them, what they can help you with. Right. Huh, so yeah, that, that sort of thing. You have to be more creative with bulls. So here's the thing with bulls though, too, in our industry, they don't, they don't tend to buy very often and it depends on what you're selling, right? So sales mm. and marketing, whether you're selling a service or, or um, a product, they don't tend to buy very often because they want to shop around and they want to find that right personality. So they're almost kind of not your target anyway. Uh, you want to focus more on owls and lambs, um, especially in ad copy. It's hard to do tigers with ad copy. It's ha hard to do bulls with, with ad copy. But like you said, when you're figuring out exactly what your target market is, figure out what your customers typically are. Um, and then find the words that match those personalities. When they're filling out their work order, you can tell. You can tell from the way they fill that out um, what kind of personality is kind of being driven driven there. And so you can tailor your ad copy to that. Yep. I, I know. I, I and I think knowing the the bulls and the tigers will help more in those face to face types of meetings and, yes. and how that dynamic yeah. is is going to work out. And I even notating it on your CRM. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's more it's more the metaverbals for bulls and tigers. It's more metaverbals. It's the way you stand and the way you look at mm. them that makes a much bigger difference to the way they yeah. respond to you. And that's hard to communicate in ad copy. Mm. Interesting. Very cool. Well, uh, it's been lots of great actionable info in this episode. Thanks so much. Um, I, I see already uh, Brian left a comment saying um, that uh, you're fantastic. You'll, he's going to be viewing this video a number of times because there's a lot of, lot of gold nuggets here. So uh, thanks again, Rachel, for the awesome info. Uh, and um, is, is there any way people, if they wanted to reach out to you to answer or ask more questions? Do you want them to contact us first or is there someplace they can contact you? You know what? You can send me a message on Facebook. That's where I am these days. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. And, uh, and you know, you can reach out to us and we'll, if you have any questions, we'll uh, run them by Rachel. Um, but, uh, you know, she hangs out on Facebook and, and in the tech circles and stuff. So you can definitely find her there. Um, Rachel, thanks again. This, this has been a, a great show. I appreciate it. Sure. You're welcome. It's been fun. All right, guys. Uh, so before we jump into the marketing tip of the week, I uh, want to give a shout out to our second sponsor, and that is the DC Unconvention 2017. It is the second annual conference for IT business owners, uh, technicians, uh, owners, MSPs. Uh, if you own a computer business or work uh, closely in a computer business, this is the conference for you. It is a, uh, it's going to be a, um, an event, uh, uh, full of actionable information, uh, stuff around, you know, marketing, how to run your business, tech. Uh, we're going to have a lot of interesting, engaging speakers. We're going to have a lot of labs, uh, a lot of breakout sessions, um, a lot of opportunity to network with fellow techs. And we'll also have some, uh, some vendors there. Uh, who will be available to answer your questions. I'll be there. So if you have any questions about TechSite Builder, I'll be walking folks through a live demo of, of how to use TechSite Builder. So if you want to see it in action, you can do that. 
Uh, the folks from Malwarebytes are going to be there. So if you have any questions for them, if you want to ask them uh, about the product or you want to see it in action, uh, they'll be there. They're not afraid to answer the tough questions. Uh, so if you have you know, something that's been happening recently that you might want to ask them about and see what's going on, they'll be there to candidly answer your questions. Um, they're really good about uh, answering questions and receiving feedback and then acting on that feedback. They're great guys. They want to deliver a great product to you guys. Um, and so this is a perfect opportunity to have their ear, sit down with them, have a conversation. All of the, your favorite podcasters are going to be there. Paco and I, uh, Mike from the Mike Tech Show, um, some folks from the Podnets Network are going to be there. Um, and we're all going to be hanging out. Corey from Instant House Call, who is uh, basically putting on this conference uh, along with TechSite Builder, is going to be there. So if you have any remote support questions, uh, if you want to talk to him about Instant House Call, um, some things you, you want to see in Instant House Call, or if you want a demo, we're going to be doing that as well. So just lots of great opportunity to network with fellow techs, network with other vendors, and just be in a room for two days with like-minded people who are excited about the same things you're excited about, um, and then have a beer afterwards with them. See the sights of Washington, D.C. if you've never been, or if you want to make a vacation out of it, this is a perfect opportunity to do that. It's going to be September 16th and 17th. In Washington, D.C., uh, if you go to unconvention.io, the website, we have a list of uh, hotels that we've partnered with to get you a good rate so you can uh, stay at those hotels. And also, uh, as a listener of this podcast, uh, you get a discount. Uh, when you check out, just use the promo code TSB and you'll get $40 off admission to the Unconvention, which is already a bargain, but you're going to get even more of a bargain by using that coupon code. So tickets are going fast. We only have spots for 100 people. So make sure you get your tickets. They are still available uh, at unconvention.io. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, before we sign off, we do have the marketing tip of the week. Our tip for you today is going to kind of tie into some of the stuff we've been talking about earlier, and that is make sure to install your Facebook Pixel. Um, this There's also equivalent in uh, Google Ads and Bing Ads. It's basically what's going to allow you to do things like remarketing. Uh, in Facebook, it allows you to uh, target the people who have visited your website. So you, it's just a little piece of code. You install it on your website, and then it starts tracking people. It ties them back to their Facebook account so that um, eventually you'll have a nice group of Facebook users that have been on your website and then you know that they're interested in your product. So this ties perfectly into what I was talking about earlier, where you get that spreadsheet of potential clients, run that through Facebook, uh, create an audience out of that. You also want to create an audience out of people who visited your website. All of these people are potential clients and you want to get in front of them. Uh, most people are on Facebook multiple times a day these days. So Facebook ads are a great way to do that. Um, so definitely go to uh, go to business.facebook.com. That's where you can go to the business manager for Facebook and uh, and set up uh, a pixel under your business. That's that's the way I would recommend doing it. And then uh, installing that on your website, start collecting that data. You can do that very easily on TechSite Builder. We have some facts to show you how to do that. Um, it's very easy to install that uh, Facebook pixel on your site and start tracking those users. Do it sooner rather than later. Do it now. You don't have to do anything with it right now. Just get it installed. Let it start collecting that data. Well, let's finish listening to the podcast. Then go ahead and go ahead and uh, plug okay, in yeah. that uh, install uh, Facebook uh, Pixel. Not so fast. Finish <laughs> listening to the podcast then. Or pause it and then go if you want. There yeah. you go. Nice. 
All right. Um, well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Computer Business Marketing Show. We love to hear your feedback. Oh, and that's another thing I wanted to say is we have the website up and running now. So you can head over to computerbusinessmarketing.com. That's where all of the episodes are listed. That's where the show notes are. So if you want to um, check out any of the links we mention, any of the resources we mention, the sponsors, all of that stuff is available at computerbusinessmarketing.com. You can also, there's links there to subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, all that stuff. So head on over to computerbusinessmarketing.com. You can also leave us feedback there in the comments section under the show notes page. And then uh, you can send us questions. Uh, Right now, we're still working on an email address and a way for you to contact us through the website. So for now, continue to send emails to mail at techsitebuilder.com if you have questions for us. And as we mentioned before, we're available on all your subscription uh, platforms. So if you do listen to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, be sure to give us a shout out and leave a review. We love to hear your feedback and every comment does help us to get found. Um, And that's on all of the platforms by others that are out there that can use the help. And finally, don't forget to check out our sponsors, Tech Site Builder and the DC Unconvention 2017. Thanks again for checking out the Computer Business Marketing Show. I'm Matthew Rodella. And this is Paco LeBron. Saying here's to your success. Mm